to the The Green Hills. Hills. I'm Emily. And I'm Kelly. And And it's it's a week of Christmas. (laughs) I had the same thought. It's Christmas week. Oh, so same thought. Sorry, I just said it louder. (laughs) As I tend to. Today, we decided to talk about things like the origin of Christmas traditions. Love it. Um, And it was very educational in my research. and I learned so many things. I think we're it's gonna be a very educational episode. I think for so you. too. So put on your put on your um, school pants. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't what I was gonna say. What were you gonna say? I forgot halfway through. Oh. But that wasn't it. I came up with that on the fly. Oh good. Um but yeah, we're we're gonna take you to school. <laughs> Christmas school. <laughs> Christmas 101. Yeah. That's what this will be called. Oh, I love that. I do too. Okay, I'm writing it down. Okay, thanks. Um, but we'll start off with it could always be worse. Yeah. It's my turn this week. And like I said in an earlier episode, I don't have any vivid, like, I guess it doesn't have to be Christmas related, but I'm just in very much a Christmas mindset right now. And I don't yeah. have any bad Christmas um, stories. So, Which is good. I consulted the internet. Like, oh, and this that. one... I'm sorry for this person. Mm. They said, my childhood dog was about 14 and had gone blind earlier that year. They don't want to be sad about a dog. (laughs) I guess since he couldn't see it, he got confused by the tree in the house. (laughs) Because he was walking around and he couldn't see the tree. like, am I outside? While we were all sitting around the room, he peed on the tree and Mm. blew all the lights. The tree even started smoking. He walked away completely unfazed. (laughs) Yeah. That'll happen. So it could always be worse. Your dog could light your tree on fire. True. (laughs) And, well, what's interesting about that is, like, how do you know a prior dog hadn't peed on that same tree when it was still at the Christmas tree farm? Like, how do you know another scent wasn't on there? So the dog's like, well, I got to mark my territory. Oh, that's true. I know. I hadn't thought about that. I think like a dog. (laughs) That's very true. Um, Well, do you want to kick off? I would love to. I don't know what hers are. She knows what my my topics are so that she can pick the same ones. But um, teach me something So my first one is Christmas cards. Oh. Which, let me tell you, what a jolly tradition. <laughs> like, I I truly love getting Christmas cards. And I will say, this could be a federal crime that we've been committing. We can oh, edit this opening. out if we want. <laughs> but for the past two years, we have been receiving the prior owner's Christmas cards coming Which, to this house. It has been two years and now. And we, we have tried to give them back. Yeah. We haven't tried that hard, but we well, have we had, tried. We had one connect, one mutual neighbor friend. Yeah, and then that, they moved. And then they left. So, you know, we... So we've been enjoying the Christmas cards. And and we decided that they're not that close to the person if they didn't yeah, know Yeah, if they don't know that someone moved. has moved, it's like, you don't love them that much. <laughs> <laughs> right? But anyway, so Christmas cards, I think it's a jolly tradition. I love seeing how people grow. I especially love it when people send Christmas letters with their Christmas cards, yeah. updating on each member of the family. Love that. Love, love it. That. Um, Does your family do that? What's the update? No, I need to start writing the Christmas card. I think oh. I would I would do you, well. That with would that. be a, I, I think, think I would really excel at, at 
writing, card writing a little uh, biopic about each member of my yes. family. <laughs> I agree. I don't think they would love it that much, but man, would I roast I, them in a Christmas card. Well, I can imagine, like, your words about, like, Charlotte. And oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Cheeto-headed baby <laughs> that I love so dearly. <laughs> Cheeto-headed. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Christmas cards, the, the first known quote, personalized Christmas card, which is what we know today, was sent by Annie Oakley, the famous sharpshooter and star of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. How do they know? Because (laughs) she was in Glasgow. Glasgow, Is that how you say that? Glasgow? Glasgow? Scotland? I know how to say that. (laughs) Um, Scotland at Christmas in 1891, which I did not know Annie Oakley was that old. (laughs) That was also shocking for me to read that. Lots of educational moments here. But she sent cards of her face (laughs) back to her friends and family in the U.S. I love that because when it started nowadays, that doesn't seem conceited whatsoever. Uh, That's what I thought. Can you imagine being like, (laughs) I know what I'm going to give as a gift to me. Like my my family, and you going, need to put it on your refrigerator. Yes. Yeah, your ice box. Yeah, I don't think they had refrigerators at that True. point. Like, what what is your family gonna do with this photo of you? Put it on the wall. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. Anyway, Annie Oakley, she started a great tradition. Nice. And today, listen to this Christmas cards. Guess how many get sent? Were sent. So it's got to be more than this now. But in 2010. Ooh. Guess how many you, were cards were sent in the U.S.? In the U.S.? Yeah. Uh, 50 million. 1.5 billion. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was um, shooting low. Yeah. And only 15% of those cards were bought by men. Oh. In case you're wondering. Wow. Very 45% of all cards sent are Christmas cards. Wow. Wild. Yeah, I guess there's not a lot of reasons other than bills to send... Like things in the mail. These well, like days. birthday cards, things like yeah. that. Like, but I feel like a lot of people don't do that these days. But yes, <gasps> I love birthday. I cards. do too. But a lot of times they're given in person or by like the people will send e cards or like oh, gift cards. Oh, I but I love a good handwritten card. Yeah. So my first one is candy canes, mm. and they were started in 1837. Almost as old as Annie Oakley. No, well, well, that means she's almost as old as. (laughs) (laughs) They were started at an exhibition in Massachusetts, Mm. and they started as. So I don't know, like they've really had a glow up, I guess. Like I wouldn't have thought this was a candy cane. They They started as straight white sugar sticks, and then a few years later, the red stripes were added. Hmm. Um, But the first time they were called candy canes or in 1866 and then they weren't connected to christmas until 1874 so Mm. and also okay what flavor is a candy cane peppermint right so early recipes they were just sugar flavored oh wow (laughs) (laughs) and now they're like peppermint or wintergreen yeah um and it's actually they're pretty recent because around 1920 this Mm -hmm. guy bob in Georgia, started making them for his friends and family, and then they started becoming more popular, Mm -hmm. and so he started his own business called Bob's Candies. And his Did he make them that shape? Well, listen to this. sorry, I jumped ahead. So, Bob's brother-in-law, Gregory, Mm, was a Catholic priest. (gasps) Father Greg! And he invented the Keller machine that made the straight candy sticks into the curved candy canes, so he turned them into the J. (sighs) However... 
all of the Christian, if you're a Christian listening to this, all of the Christian references that my mom always told me growing up with candy canes, like the J means Jesus, and the white of the candy cane represents the purity of Jesus, and the red are for the blood I think your mother made all that up. Well, they had this (laughs) online too, so she got it from somewhere, but all of these references were added like after the like the fact it wasn't like the purpose of them um but yeah love that that is the origin of candy canes what a good great story um my next one are the colors of christmas oh red and green yeah and like this actually i mean it may be pretty easy but you know green where do you think the green comes from well mistletoe okay and like holly and ivy okay so yeah um But in many parts of Europe during the Middle Ages, paradise plays were performed often around Christmas Eve. They told the Bible stories to people who couldn't read. The paradise tree in the Garden of Eden in the play was normally a pine tree with red apples tied to it, which is where the red comes from. Um, But what I don't understand now that I'm reading this is what that had to do with Christmas. Yeah. I don't know what the connection was. Okay. Um, anyway. Yeah, so red was... Like, now when I see red, I think of it as holly berries. Right. And this is also to represent the blood of Jesus who died on the cross. I'm telling you. But I feel like that is kind of a more kind of, Easter situation hmm. than a Christmas one. And yet, those are not the Easter colors. Yeah, red is the color of the bishop's robes. Huh. So we're still we're still not really sure. Yeah. So <laughs> verdict is still it's a mystery. Out. And then it also has gold and white and blue and purple. Well, purple's Advent, but blue, oh, associated with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yeah, her blue is her color. That's true. Anyway, so that's that. <laughs> you want to go to the next one? <laughs> yeah, my next one is Christmas trees. Mm. And kind of similar to yours. So they began about a thousand years ago in Europe. In Europe. Europe. In Europe. In Europe. <laughs> um, and as you kind of mentioned, um, they were actually, during those plays, they started off as mm. paradise trees. Um, and then the paradise tree represented the Garden of Eden. Mm. And then in the late 1400s and 1500s, they had more decorations on it in Germany. And they started calling it the Christ tree. And they would put things, like their decorations back then were like communion wafers or pastry decorations of stars, stuff like that. And then, (laughs) this was one of my favorite facts about them. Some of these Christ trees at the time Mm -hmm. were hung from the ceiling. And they said that it might have been to save space or they just looked nice hanging from the rafters. So, like, they were literally upside down. Interesting. Like, they were hung upside down. Hmm. Um, but the first person to bring a Christmas tree into a house, like how we do, mm-hmm. um, was Martin Luther, the German preacher. Interesting. So, one night before Christmas, he was walking through the forest. It was the night before Christmas, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked up, and he saw the stars shining through the tree branches, uh-huh. and it was so beautiful, and he went home and told his kids that it reminded him of Jesus, who left the stars of heaven to come down to earth at Christmas. So, he brought a tree into his house, Preach. and he decorated it with candles to represent the stars, which that seems dangerous, but... It is dangerous, but they did used to do that. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I liked that they... One of my favorite facts, though, was that they decorated them with edible things like gingerbread and 
gold-covered apples. Um, and then, see, what do you typically put at the top of the tree? Angel. Okay, yeah. So an angel is a typical thing now, um, or sometimes a star. Mm-hmm. But guess what they, the very first thing that they did um, putting at the top of the tree was? Baby Jesus. Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. They had a figure of baby Jesus. As it should be. On top of the tree. Little baby's day out. If so. you know, you know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's good. What's next? Um, okay. Have you ever heard British people say happy Christmas rather oh, than Merry, Merry Christmas? Christmas? So this talks about that. Also, that was a really good British accent. Was it? <laughs> I'll let you listen back. Okay. Um, okay, so we here in the United States of America say Merry Christmas. And so that goes back several hundreds of years. Um, it was first recorded in a Christmas letter written by a bishop... In the 1500s, to Thomas Cromwell, which I don't know who he is, but he's probably pretty important. Um, And this says, and this our Lord God send you a Merry Christmas and a comfortable to your heart's desire. Okay. It doesn't seem like great English and a comfortable to your heart's desire. Okay. But anyway, so then it came out, God rest you merry gentlemen. Mm. And then it just snowballed from there, and the British people just didn't take on the change. (laughs) (laughs) So they keep Um, Happy Christmas? Yeah, so they do Happy Christmas, because we do Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Right, so they do Happy Christmas and Happy New Year? Yeah, which they're very happy. All of the things. Yeah, Um, but yeah, so that's that. That's that. So... One thing I was curious about was stockings, mm-hmm. because what an interesting thing to hang from your mantle. Just a sock, essentially, um, a stocking. Yeah, well, I mean, St. Nick's got to put it in something. Well, here's how this started. Okay. The story goes that long, long ago, a widowed father, this is actually oh. like a really kind of bleak start. Yeah, um, I love that. A widowed father was scraping by at Christmas time, and he worried in his ye old timey way mm-hmm. that his three dollar that his three daughters meager backgrounds would prevent them from marrying. Oh, um, no. because they had nothing else to offer the world, of course. Does my dad feel that way about me? <laughs> She's never gonna get married. And she has nothing to offer. Yeah. So Saint Nick was mm-hmm. casually wandering around the town and apparently mm-hmm. not causing much of a stir, but he heard about the family and wanted to help. Oh. So one night when the family was he asleep, brought out my husband. He nope he dropped gold coins down the chimney, which found their way into the girls' freshly washed stockings drying by the fire. So then people got the wise idea that if you hung up an old sock by the fire at night, you might wake up to fresh treats in the next morning. So then St. Nick was known for filling stockings all over the place. Mm -hmm. But, interestingly enough, it seems stockings fell out of favor for a hot second in the Mm. 1800s when Christmas trees were introduced in the U.S. because Mm. trees allowed much more room for gifts than socks did because they were were like socks. So then stockings made a comeback bigger and better and designed especially to fit presents. They are pretty big now. That's why they're so big now. Now you gotta get like a heavy duty hook for that stocking. Oh yeah, yeah. So... That is how that started. But imagine I love that. stocking stuffers were a lot easier back in the day when they were at least like, socks. When size. I have kids, they're just gonna be like 
There's, you should like you should, footy pajamas. They're like baby you socks. Should, it should just be the size determined by what size sock they're wearing. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna buy my children just very small socks. <laughs> like, mom, why am I in a baby because sock? Because you know I'm what? <laughs> Suck it up, kid. Oh, gosh, I'm gonna be a great mom. Um, okay, well, I'm starting a new Christmas tradition this year. Tell me. So this article is called "The History of Wassailing and Mumming." I'm going to start both wassailing and mumming this year. Wassailing? Yep. Um, Not whistling. No. (laughs) I know how to pronounce it. I don't know. I got, I was just, it was No, this is W-A-S-S-A-I-L-I-N-G. Wassailing. Okay. Um, it's a very ancient custom, so no wonder you haven't heard of it. No it's, wonder. It's rarely, it's rarely done today, but the word wassail comes from the Anglo-Saxon phrase, was hail, which I also don't know what that means, Was-hail. but it means good health. So it originally the wassail was a drink made of muled ale, okay, curdled cream, Roasted apples, eggs, clovers, ginger, nutmeg, and sugar. And it was served from huge bowls, often silver or pewter. Um, so that sounds really gross. <laughs> but it was developed into another way of saying Merry Christmas to each other, which is very sweet. I love a jolly, a jolly um, you know, send-off Greeting? to someone. Yeah. Greeting. That's not the word I was looking for. <laughs> it's send-off. Same thing, just opposite. Okay. Um... But there is also a carol that goes with it. Oh. And I, if there's something, if there's anything, I want me to just, I would have to just make up the melody. They do have. Yeah, please. Here we come, a sit, a wet, a wassailing among the leaves so green. Here we come, a wassailing so fair to be seen. Love and joy come to you and your wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. Oh, it doesn't rhyme at the end. What an ending. <laughs> I know. They didn't, they kind of, they kind of gave up. The there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, really into that. Mumming also sounds fun. What is that? It's like something like you boost someone is it. an ancient <laughs> pagan oh. custom, oh. which we are not pagans, but I will participate in this <laughs> because it was an excuse for people to have a party at Christmas. And it you means not already. making diversion in disguise. If there's something I love, it's a good disguise. <laughs> and so the tradition was that men and women would swap clothes oh. and put on masks and go visiting their neighbors, singing and dancing and putting on a play with a silly plot. <laughs> I love it. Me too. This seems like a weird episode of like some murder show. I love it. Yeah. Where, like, they're, they're, like they're, they're forced to do yeah. this. Like, or else. Um, the leader or narrator of the Mummers um, was dressed as Father Christmas. So that's where Christmas comes tied in but i just and there's a poem that comes with it it's not a song so i won't sing oh, it okay. but christmas is coming the beef is fat please drop a penny in the man's old hat oh so i just think it's great wow that yeah that's a special one so if you guys want to start with sailing and mumming give me a call i'm happy <laughs> i'm happy to join i'm gonna let that be her thing <laughs> that's um, fair um, so I was curious about eggnog. <laughs> what a, what a stark contrast. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I have not really given eggnog a fair shot. 
Um, Do you just automatically think you don't like it? Yeah, it's yeah. one of those. I get for me, that, and I feel like maybe I had it as a kid, but the I the name itself does not sound appetizing to me. Eggnog, like it doesn't sound like a yeah a happy drink. I get that. Um, it in my head, I I envision like a muscle guy just drinking eggs for breakfast. <laughs> like that's how eggnog that's seems to me. Um, <laughs> you yeah. So it's a traditional American drink, actually, but it started in the UK as a kind of posset, which is hot milk mixed with wine or ale and spices. Mm. And they're what sort of alcohol is like spiked eggnog? Okay, we'll get there. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So um, during the Middle Ages, possets that that hot milk mixed Mm -hmm. with wine or ale. And spices, they were used to help treat colds and the flu. Mm. But then, um, posher possets were also drunk by the upper classes in the UK, where it was made with sherry or brandy rather than beer or ale. I like that they're called posher possets. Yeah. It's like the posh, mm, the love, posh possets. I love a good posher. <laughs> um, and then there's some different theories about how the nog and eggnog came about. Yeah, One me. says that nog was the name given to strong beer. And when eggs were added, it became eggnog. And then another theory says that nog comes from the word noggin, mm. a Middle English word. For... I love the word noggin. <laughs> it's a great. Like I, I am disappointed in myself that I don't use that word enough. Well, noggin, you're probably thinking of it as your head. Well, yeah, that's what it's used now. But noggin actually was a word for a small and carved wooden mug. So. Yeah, eggnog, how I use it. Like was like this egg drink in a noggin, um, and in the 1790s, George Washington was the first him. U.S. president to serve eggnog, and his recipe contained rum, whiskey, and sherry. All three. All three. Wow, they were so. Drunk. I think you can really you have a lot of free reign. It sounds like with the alcohol, mm-hmm. um, and then in 1892, a medical journal suggested That's a long history. If there's a lot, eggnog is like a thing. Yeah. It, um, this medical journal suggested that eggnog could be used as a treatment for the flu. And then now you can get it in cartons and it isn't normally alcoholic in those cartons. However, you can spike that up or you can make your own. I actually unfortunately missed an eggnog party the other day. Um, and I was very curious. So I might try to see if they will make more for me <laughs> because... <laughs> They suggested they would, and I'm going to take them up on that if there's any leftover. Interesting. They just have different, like, flavors? I think they just made it fresh. It was like they're known for their eggnog, this couple. Interesting. Tell me your last. My last one is the poinsettia. Okay. Um, And they are a Mexican flower Mm. um, known, well, hold on, I don't know how to pronounce that, Taco de Alacron. Aren't they, um, like, aren't they poisonous to dogs? Yes. Okay. Well, and to, like, humans. Yeah. Like, don't eat one. Yeah, I wasn't. It's not like a salad, I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't tempted, but dogs could be. Yeah, no, dogs and babies, don't let your dogs or your babies eat them. But they, um, they were. What? The red color is probably a warning. Mm. Poisonous. Oh, there's a legend. I didn't actually read this out of time. Clearly. <laughs> Tell us. We're learning She's together, skimming guys. as we're going. There's an old Mexican legend 
this has got to be good. And it's about how poinsettias and Christmas come together. And it goes like this. It It literally says, it goes like this. There once was a poor Mexican girl called Pepita. Oh, what a name. Yeah, Pepita and Poinsettia. Pepita had no present to give the baby Jesus, just like the little drummer boy, but I bet she didn't play drums, so she couldn't offer that. Um, So she's like, I found a poisonous (laughs) I found a poisonous plant for this baby. (laughs) Don't eat it. (laughs) Don't let that baby eat it. St. Joseph, a.k.a. The Rock. (laughs) If you know, you know. Um, Okay, Pepita. Oh, wait. Oh, Pedro. Oh, there are a lot of names. As Pepita walked to the chapel, sadly, her cousin Pedro tried to cheer her up. Pepita, I'm sure that even the smallest gift by someone who loves Jesus would make him so happy. Oh, so they're actually giving it to the bait. This is like not in Jesus's time. Oh, okay. This is where they're going to church. Okay. Pepita didn't know what she should give, so she picked a handful of small weeds from the roadside and made them into a bouquet. <laughs> she felt slightly embarrassed because she could only give the smallest present to Jesus, aka Jesus, in this story. As <laughs> she walked through the chapel to the altar, she remembered that Pedro, what Pedro said. She began to feel better, and she knelt down and put the bouquet at the bottom of the nativity scene. Suddenly, the bouquet of weeds burst into bright red flowers, and everyone who saw them were sure they had seen a miracle. <laughs> From that day on, the bright red flowers were known as Flores de Noche Buena, or Flowers of the Holy Night. That was really good Spanish. Thank you so much. <laughs> the shape of the poinsettia flowers and the leaves are sometimes thought of as the symbol of the star of Bethlehem, which led the wise men to Jesus. And the red colored leaves symbolize the blood of Christ. The white leaves symbolize his purity. Wow. The poinsettia is also the national emblem of Madagascar. That's just a fun <laughs> That's fact just a fun at the end. <laughs> Nothing to do with Christmas. Absolutely zero to do wow. with Christmas or Jesus. Well, but yeah, that was, if that's... That's educational. You know, I love that story. I, I hope it's too. true. The Christmas pickle was on here as an option and I didn't even know. Am my I? mom hides a pickle every year in the tree. And you know what? Let me just tell a story about my mom really fast. <laughs> Every year when I get home for Christmas, she lies to me and I, I get there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pre hunt for the pickle. (laughs) Is it a real pickle or a No, it's an ornament. It looks just like this. You guys can't see it, but that's a pickle. Okay. And so I'm like, I sit there and I'm like, I'm going to be sneaky. I'm going to look for the pickle ahead of time and I'm going to find it. And then during the competition, when all of my siblings get here, I'm going to have already found the pickle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just do a little pre-pickle search. And my mom sees me do it, and she's like, Kelly, I haven't put the pickle on yet. Mm. Like, you're just going to be looking. And every year I fall for that, and every year she's already put the pickle on. And I believe her every time, every time, and I never win the Christmas pickle. (laughs) Nolan wins the Christmas pickle every single year because he's a really good finder. (laughs) And I never win the Christmas pickle. And you know what? This year, can't fool me, Mom. I'm on to you. Man. I'm going to search high and low for that pickle. Anyway, what's your last one? My last one is mistletoe. Oh, love that. So if you're familiar with mistletoe, you know that there's a custom. If you find yourself under mistletoe with someone, you're supposed Got to kiss them. a little smooch. Um, that comes from England. Oh, and yeah. the earliest recorded date mentioning kissing under the mistletoe is in 1784 in a musical. <gasps> Cute. And then, what musical was it? They didn't. They didn't say. So I don't think they. Are you going to act it out for us? They. Did, that's you all have I have. <laughs> no. You didn't do more I, research. All I know is it was a musical. <laughs> all right. But then, 
there was kissing under the mistletoe in the first book version of A Christmas Carol, which is cool. Um, and then the original custom, though, this is kind of cool. I don't feel like we do this anymore. I had never heard of this part. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how mistletoe, there's like berries in the... Yes, I do know. Okay, so the original custom was that a berry was picked um, from the sprig before the person could be kissed, and then when all the berries had gone, there could be no more kissing. <gasps> Which I love that. <laughs> I don't know why no we don't do that. Like, no more kissing under the mistletoe. So, like... Where are you supposed to kiss? I don't know, but it, it loses its effect, I guess. Oh, I see. What is... Is there an effect? No. Like, I do don't you know. It's special just, by it's, kissing under the mistletoe? I don't think... That was not mentioned. There's no, like, reason. It just kind of became a popular thing. Gotcha. Um, but the name mistletoe comes from two words. Mistle. Mm-hmm. What I do, do you think mistle that? means? Um, I believe that means something that is like a bomb. A bomb? Like a missile? They're shooting missiles? Oh, no, missile. M I S T E L. <laughs> that is how you spell missile. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Fair. Um, okay, hold on. Well, the other word is toe. So does it have to do with your foot? Missile. No, so miss, they, it comes I from two words missile I... and tan. So what do you think missile and tan oh. means? I genuinely have no idea. Okay. I didn't think you were going to get this. That's okay. Um, missile means dung. Dumb? Dung. Oh, like f- like poop? Yes. And then tan means twig or stick. So you can directly translate it to poo on a stick. So I don't really know how that became romantic, but that Let's is... Let's kiss under the poo on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Until Look, the berries I'll kiss are under gone. anything. I, I'm not picky. I will kiss under the <laughs> They're like, I don't, I just need an excuse. Look, I feel like it I just mean, started probably I will, with a couple. I will kiss under poop on a stick, diarrhea on a I, stick. I, I, <laughs> I don't care. I'm not picky. I feel like it probably started with two, my story, my version of the story is that it probably <laughs> started wait. with a girl and a boy that were under this little mistletoe uh-huh. and the girl was when like, it's I really. Poop on a stick? Or I think it was plant. just the whole. I think it was the plant, and okay. then they were like, "The girls like, why won't he kiss me already? Like we've mm. been on like six dates now, and this boy will not kiss me. What, what's wrong?" Worse. And so then she's like, "Oh my gosh, we're under the mistletoe," and he's like, "Oh, she's like, you don't know what that means? Yeah, yeah." And we just like, have we have to. It's like bad it's luck. Tradition. To, yeah, it's tradition. We have to, or else. And then I feel like that happened, and then she like. Maybe a berry came off, or maybe she picked a berry off, and then she was like, yep, and this is how many we have. I, oh, maybe they are. I don't know, but I feel like that's how it started, probably. That seems more of a... uh, (laughs) You just made that up now? Yeah. (laughs) I did. All right. I like that. Thank you. Um, Do you have a song for today? I do. Um, This is by Tenille Arts, and... um, I think it came out last year, but it's her Christmas song, Winter Wonderland. Is that like the classic one? Just her no. version? No. It's, um... Oh, I have heard this. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I do know. I do know what you're A talking Winter about. Wonderland. Yes. The A differentiates it. Gotcha. 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 What are you doing this Christmas? Are you with somebody new? I wonder if all of this is making you miss me too I wonder if the holidays are ever gonna feel 
different. I like that. I like it though. That's good. What song did you pick for us? I picked a jolly little tune from um, someone that we know. Is it Haley? Yes. Oh man, guessed it. Um, yes. So it is from Haley, and she actually has two Christmas songs out, which is very impressive. Um, this one though is my fave, and it is my theme song this year and every year. Um, it's called Single and Ready to Jingle. <laughs> yes. And. What a jolly bop. <laughs> this really is. Aw, that's so fun. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for tuning in and Merry, yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Not Happy Christmas because <laughs> we don't live in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But Happy Christmas to all you UK listeners. UKers out there. Um, yeah. Merry Tune Christmas. Bye. Bye.